happening no regrets the morning show podcast we're coming at you on friday march 5th weekend right ahead of us here what are you gonna do what are you doing this weekend let me tell you it has been beautiful the past few days it has been sunny here in pittsburgh at least we've had some clouds but it's just been nice the window's been open in my room i gotta tell you got a good feeling i think spring is actually on the way i'm feeling pretty damn good about it let me tell you i I, maybe it's because I'm really just jonesing for baseball right now. I've been reading articles. I've been watching video. I've been watching highlights of spring training games that just started this past week. I mean, like, I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm I'm ready for baseball to come back. I'm, I'm just ready for spring, I think. I'm ready for that warm weather. It, it just, it gets in my bones. I'm not going to lie to you. It gets in my bones, and I, I get a feeling. I get ready. That's where I'm at right now. So, really, I mean, what are you going to do this weekend? Get outside. That should be part of it. You know, we've been we've been locked up long enough. Get outside, you know, get some air in you. Just live life, man. I mean, hell, the window's open right now. It's just beautiful outside this past week. So hopefully, if you're in a different place where you're listening to this, hopefully you can get outside a little. This podcast is brought to you by absolutely no one. This one is for free. It's for the kids. No charge. You're welcome. Um... We're going to be getting into some different stuff today. Um, first, I want to start with like a really strange news story that I heard about. I think I heard about this on Tuesday. Um, there's a college down in Virginia, and there was a kid who, I think he was 19, went to a frat party at a uh, frat house, and he, he died because he drank a whole bottle of Jack Daniels. And this happened late at night. He drank the bottle of Jack Daniels. Someone came in and checked on him. He was still breathing. I don't know. It was, I guess it was like early hours in the morning, 1 or 2 a.m. And then come that next morning, or come that morning, I should say, around like 8 or 9 or something, he was dead. Like, you know, they just like left him on a floor or couch or something and you know, he he just slowly died. It, it, that's a weird, weird story to hear. I personally have never heard anything like that. I've always I've always had a feeling about frats. I'm surprised they're still a thing. But first, I mean to that family, I, I, it's tough. I saw it on, I think it was CBS this morning on like Monday or Tuesday. I, it's just a weird story. That that it's it's weird. It's strange. They've closed down the frat house. But that's some weird stuff. I've I've had a feeling and opinion about frats before. Back when I was in community college um, in Frederick, Towson was going towards Baltimore, and that was not a community. That was a private college. And that, that is a college that's kind of known for some of its parties. <clears throat> so I was invited to maybe like two or three because of some people that I knew that went to community college with me. I never went, never even thought about going because I've always had an opinion about frats and I'm surprised frats are still a thing, to be honest. I don't know if they're still funded. 
like they used to be. I don't know if they're still funded by schools. I've always thought frats were just one of like the weirdest things to me, at least. You know, you have to go through these weird ass, you know, initiations and stuff. And you have to like prove that, you know, you can you can play beer pong and you can down shots and, you know, you're, you're joining the brotherhood and all this weird stuff. Personally, to me, that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that you, know, you jump through all these hoops to, you know, live in this house with a bunch of other guys who, you know, just, I'll be honest, douchebags. And not all of them. Not all of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some nice ones out there. But it's like a party house. That's all it is. That's why it's, you know, frat party, frat house. I'm surprised there's still a thing. I'm surprised they're still allowed to go on during COVID. I'm surprised they were allowed to actually, you know, have frat houses open, you know, with super spreaders and all these other things you hear about, all these crazy things. I'm surprised that frat houses are still a thing. I really am. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to keep them going. But that, that's that's the that's the weird story I bring to the table. I've also been seeing this DraftKings commercial. DraftKings, I mean, they came out of nowhere recently. They, they have this commercial that plays on TV, and it happens like, I see maybe three times a day. And the only time I watch TV is in the morning to watch morning news and nighttime to watch nightly news. And then during the day, you know, if I have time, I'll watch a movie, but that's it. So... What I saw is this commercial. It keeps playing right now. It's this blonde lady like in her late 30s, early 40s maybe. And I don't know how DraftKings works. I don't know how this is possible. But for UFC 259 coming up, it says in select fights that if one of the fighters in a select fight lands a punch and you bet a dollar, you win $100. And the girl in the commercial is like, this should be a no-brainer. You should do this. And I'm like, how the hell does this work? You know, if everyone does this, how the hell are you going to, you know, promise $100 to people that bet a dollar? I, I, I really don't understand it. I've never looked into it. I don't, I don't gamble personally on sports. I've, I've never had a gambling problem. Maybe someone out there knows how this works, but really, I mean, what does the extra $99 come from? If you bet the $1, I'm sure there's some like weird contract thing you have to sign to, you know, legally do it and say that you're going to do it and stuff like that, but I have no idea. Okay, so coming up on, on the weekend here, um, I had an interesting question I got this week from, a, I can say this, colleague here at school. I had an interesting question asked to me. You know, it's um with my, with my senior project, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into getting this thing going, and there's someone else that's doing it with me. She's doing her own, and she asked, um, you know, what's your motivation? Like what, what's your motivation to, uh, keep going in something like this to, you know, do so much stuff in one day. And, um, I mean, honestly, for me, there's, there's a few answers and for anyone listening, maybe you need to hear this for whatever it is you want to do. But honestly, what I do is I go back into the past few years and think of like different successes that I've had different success stories. Um, now I know a lot of people say don't don't go back in the past and they say um don't it it's not good to reflect on the past focus on the future and stuff like that. And I got to tell you I got a problem with that. Yes it's true you probably shouldn't be reflecting all the time in the past, but the argument that I'd like to make is that you know 
if you don't have many things that you look forward to in the future, you need something from the past to motivate you right now. An example for me was when I first came to film school, I wanted to continue my YouTube channel. At first, I didn't really have the drive. I had a few videos come up, but I didn't have like the drive at first. But I, I reflected on like my past successes and I was like, well, I, I mean, shit, I've, I've done this for a long time. I've made so many videos. I've done, I've done the work. I've established myself, whether people watch me or not. And so that became like the motivator to continue going. Now, I'm sure everyone has a different kind of motivator. But I like to I like to think every week that you have one success that you pull away. And it can be the smallest thing. I mean, we could talk about like uh, making a new friend and you talk with them, you know, every week now, like you went out of your way to go meet someone new in a class or you're texting with them or something like that, or you don't get, you don't get in a car crash. You know, you drove safe or some shit like that. I don't know. You know, it's something really small, you know, small little successes that you build up on just like Legos. When you put a Lego on top of another and you keep putting the little bricks on top of each other. Eventually you get a tower and, you know, you got to elevate yourself. You know, I, I think self-elevation is a very important thing. You know, someone can, you know, say you're the greatest human in the world, but you have to believe in yourself before you start listening to other people telling you that you're the greatest person in the world. You know, you have to elevate yourself before others can elevate you. And I think that goes the same way for motivation. You can't motivate, you can't get motivation from other people until you motivate yourself. So when you look deep down inside and you say like, I want to do this, I have a drive and a passion. What else is there for your motivation? Think of your past successes, you know, start on a winning streak. I forget where I heard this from, but you wake up, start a winning streak. You know, you start going through different parts of the day and you're like, well, I accomplished this, I accomplished this and you build up. That's all you got to do, man. You got to build up from where you're at right now. I mean, you could be doing it right now. You're listening to this. You build up. You build up instead of, you know, not listening to this. That's that's a really bad plug. But anyway, I find motivation helps when you go into the past a little. Pull something good and apply it. And, and that's, that's like your thing. That's your motivator. That's what helps you keep pushing forward. And I don't know how many of you need to hear that. But that's just, you know, one of the things I do to help motivate myself. Yeah, so um, what else we got going on here? Something I want to talk about today is um, people talking, conversation. All right, now you're seeing me do a conversation by myself since the start of January. Honestly, I'm surprised it's gone this long. But I want to talk about having a conversation with, you know, other people. Uh, conversation like a one-on-one. I found... That people now can't talk to each other. People don't possess the etiquette to know how to talk with each other anymore. And this is really the topic I want to talk about for this one. This is the main focus today. People don't seem to know how to talk anymore. Now, you've probably have someone like this and it could be everyone. Who knows? People, when they're in a conversation one-on-one... They'll ask you a question, but they don't let you finish the answer until they start talking again, whether it's to ask another question, like a follow-up, or they're just, you know, here to say something else. They don't give you that 
time to answer. And that's terrible etiquette. Great example of how I first realized this. I'm sure I told this story about, you know, uh, it was a class I took at community college. It was for a programming class. A lot of guys that were in that class were either active in the army, just came back from a tour to finish like a degree or something. But the point is there were a lot of young army guys that were in this programming class with me. And the back row that I sat in that class, there were five people. I was in the middle. There were two army guys on my left, one on my right. And then I forget who the other guy was. I think he was just a student like me, you know, just the typical, you know, guy trying to figure his life out problem, but he was smart. He was a computer dude. Anyway, I needed a lot of help in that class. And I'd ask the guys around me, these military guys, and this only happens in the army, it seems, for some reason. You know, when you ask them a question and they answer, if someone pitches in to start giving their advice also, they will stop talking immediately. Now, I've thought about this before, and I'm not exactly sure why this is a thing, but I've always found this to be interesting. Someone, I I asked an army guy to help me, someone that sat next to me. He starts helping me. And then another army guy will come in. He interrupts the guy mid-sentence. That guy stops. And the new guy starts talking. And then one time I accidentally said something. The other guy that was talking stops mid-sentence right on the dot. So I could say something. To me, I've, I've always wondered, do they teach this in the army? Is this because of drill sergeants? Because you speak when spoken to? I'm not sure exactly what it is. The listening aspect of conversation with these kind of guys and girls is spot on. And it's only people that I've talked to that are in the army or have just come out of the army. Because I've talked to plenty of people that have served at past jobs, community college. My community college was like a base for a lot of army, National Guard people to finish degrees, take courses for something in their field, you know, that that was like a hub. There there was a good percentage of people there that were in the armed forces, in the army, the Navy, the military, they were everything. They were everything there. But I was never sure. Like when you talk to them, they will stop. Oh my God. I think I just broke something. Anyway, they will just stop mid-sentence. They will stop to the I, the T, whatever letter it is. I don't know if they were trained to do this, but it's something that I've noticed. And when you talk to other people, after you talk to them, you're like, man, these, you know, this person's not listening to you when you talk to them. And you know, everyone's got their two cents and their opinion and they want to toss it in. Now, everyone feels like, you know, their opinion matters and you know, God bless them for it. Let them have it. But I've, I've started to do it all. So I've done this since probably since I've learned, since learned, since I saw it, you know, because really, like when I, I talk to these guys often in this class, these guys, I mean, you listen to two of them have a conversation. Not only do they listen fully to each other, but then the follow-up dialogue they have is just phenomenal. It, it's one of like, the best conversations you have ever seen. We don't have that that much anymore. People want to cut each other off. People don't want to listen to other opinions, you know. I think everyone's in the mind where, you know, my opinion's right, regardless what you think, because of X, Y, and Z. People aren't open like they used to be. They don't want to listen 
to other people anymore. In the army that I've noticed, these guys seem to have conversation, dialogue, etiquette figured out. You know, I mean, I see it everyone I talk to, you know, not everyone, but you know, everyone that I talk to, you know, the generic yahoos that you talk to in day-to-day operation, you know, you talk to them. And this is all before Zoom and everything, before we had COVID and everything went digital because you have lag and all that. So that's, that's fine. But before COVID, in-person conversation, and I still see it now, and I don't have many in-person conversations anymore because it's all done through Zoom. But with the ones that I do have, people don't want to listen all the way through. It's it's just a thing. So I've started back when I first saw this to listen all the way through. And I forget where I heard this, but this back in high school, uh, I was like the end of my junior year, senior year. I was really thinking about going into the army. I mean, again, I had no idea what the hell I was going to do coming out of high school yet. I was thinking about the army as a route that I was going to take. And um, I think I saw a few recruiters and, you know, same thing. You talk to them. The moment you open your mouth, they stop. They sense it, they stop, and they listen. Somewhere along the way, I heard it's 80% listening, 20% talking. You know, if you talk a shitload, you got a problem because you're not that important. You know, 20% talking. Think about this. Think about your day. Think like uh, if we're awake for 16 hours of the day for the first, you know, two, three hours, you can talk. Then the rest, you can only listen. Think about that. that. That's a great way to think about, you know, how much talking you'd be able to do in a day if you followed this. And I, I took that a little to heart, you know, because it, it's a way to have better conversation. You, know, you have to listen. You don't need to just go out there and put your opinion out. You got to listen. And that's the thing. When you listen and when you listen to people all the way through, sometimes they say more. Sometimes they talk more. Sometimes they say other things because they realize subconsciously that you're actually listening to them. You're not looking for the next way to put your like foot in the door and say, ah, ah, ah. And then you want to say your piece of advice or your wisdom or your input on something. And you know, sometimes people would tell me stuff that, you know, even if I had an opinion that was different, I'm not going to say what it is. Let them tell me what they want to tell me. When someone wants to talk to you, listening is the key here. Don't go talking and interrupting and stuff like that. That's what, that's what people that, you know, really don't want to listen, but think what they say is so important do. I see it everywhere. I've seen it everywhere since I first went through this. And I'm not saying like I'm some like, you know, conversation specialist or anything like that. But this is definitely something that I have seen before. And with, with Zoom and everything, I'm, I'm going to be really interested. They, they, I think I heard this last week, like COVID's never going to end. Like it's always going to exist or something. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's, that's not true. In my opinion, <laughs> I'm probably going to get taken down for saying that. To me, that's not true. It's going to be done at a certain point. Plagues go away. To me, this is a bit of a plague. But moving on from that, I believe after the Zoom era is done, where everything has to be done on Zoom, all conversation has to be done on Zoom right now, unless, you know, it's like absolutely necessary. I'm curious, what's it going to be like when people try to have conversation again? What's it going to be like? You know, 
like, are people going to be even more anxious and more scared now than they were before? Really? I mean, I've never had a problem talking with people probably since my sophomore year of high school, because I knew when I started working a job, I knew how to talk to people, how to read people, how to figure out, you know, like what's the best approach to talk to them. I'm not saying read people like as if, you know, I'm something like, I'm like Confucius and I can like, you know, wiggle my toes and I know what people think. But you, it's serious. Like, you know how to read people, you know, like when's the best time to say something. Like you can just figure out by like facial expressions. Like when's the best time to say something to them, to break the ice? What's the best thing to say to break the ice? I mean, how I just, I just talked to some baseball players for this documentary I'm working on over Zoom. Guys I've never met but I just know what to say when we start talking, like how to break the ice, how to start, how to get this thing moving. And that that's like a skill that I think is going away. You know, if you can put in someone's mind that you're, you're good at having conversation, you're able to say what they want. If you can do that to them, they're going to talk to you. These are the tips for conversation from Scotty. Get ready for this. When I do conversations with new people, even before Zoom, you got to think of, and it's, it's so generic, but you got to think of the icebreaker, literally. Like, how are you going to break this? When I first came here to school, I looked at my surroundings and that's how I started talking to people. You know, even if it's like an elephant in the room kind of thing, you use that to break the ice. That's how you get your foot in the door if you really don't know what to say. And this is true. I mean, go try it if you want to. You know, maybe you're standing in line at Starbucks or, oh, you can't do that because of these drive throughs but maybe you're in line at like a, at a grocery store or something. Maybe you're at like a, um, like a Walmart or something. Just try it, you know, just try and find something around you to talk about with someone. Something really simple. Don't make it, don't come out saying your life story to someone. That ain't how this works. Start with something small, something really simple. And then from there, you can really build up on conversation with someone. I, I mean, I have plenty of conversations with people here that, you know, I didn't think I'd ever talk to, but you know, it's just something simple that I've said. One of the best ones that I have is my last name. My last name is 15 letters long. I got to meet some people because they have to check me in every day here at school with a temperature check and they ask for my last name. You make a joke about the last name or you say something about my last name or something. That's how you start to break the ice with someone. And then conversation just naturally follows. And since I'm seeing these people like every day, every other day, conversation just follows. And then there are some people that you can just talk to. There's some people that you can just talk to them. You can just listen to them. Now, personally, I'm, I, I find myself, you know, making, you know, simple clean jokes have broken the ice many times for me to start talking to different people. And I've made some great friends that way. Ever since I got out of high school, I've made some very great friends from different walks of my life right now doing it that way. You know, you just, you got to put yourself out there. The worst someone can do is either ignore you or say, don't talk to me. If you really want to talk to other people and you just want to have like that outreach, that's all you got to do. That's advice to pick up women if you really want to know how to do it, gentlemen. That's how you pick up a woman, all right? Don't go up with the generic, I like your shoes, I like your ass, I like your hair. Don't do that shit, all right? 
right? That that was like you know the 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 preteen Y two K movies and songs and stuff. All right, we're in the twenty first century now. You really want to get in with a girl? You really want to you know pick up your life and you know get get somewhere with ladies? Don't do that shit. All right, here's what you do. All right, start with just basic conversation. Don't say anything about their features. Don't say anything about them. Start with something simple. I mean, I took classes with girls, and it turns out the one I'm dating, we had two classes together, and that's something that got us, that's something that got the ball rolling, if I don't mind bragging about it. But I never start out with conversation you know, trying to like say, uh, oh man, you're, you're so smoking and like all that weird sitting on these like crappy pickup lines, just have decent conversation. That's how you start. All right. That's how you get the ball rolling. If you're taking a class with someone, that's one of the easiest ins that someone can get. And you don't have to talk to them the first time and figure out if they're dating someone. The more and more you talk to someone throughout the span of time, the more you find out about them. Because eventually, if they run out of shit to say, but they like talking to you because you listen, then shit, they're going to start telling you more personal things. And that's the way how friendships are made in the first place. I mean, people go, I want to talk to them because they're popular. I want to talk to them because, you know, they're good looking. I want to talk to them because I want to bang them. You know, weird shit like that. You don't need that. Just talk to people. Be outgoing. Be open. But the number one thing that is always going to win someone over when you talk to them is listen. Don't interrupt. Listen. When they're done, respond. It's so simple. The etiquette is so simple. In just basic, decent conversation, I just feel it gets overlooked so quickly by people. I mean, even today, I talk with people on Zoom, but it's like we've met in person the first time. But we've met on Zoom and we've only talked on Zoom. But the way I handle my conversation with them, it's like we've known each other since I was first born. You, you got to build the trust, the relationship, the friendship. You got to do it this way. Okay. If you really want to date someone, gentlemen, and you know, in some case, maybe ladies, just start talking to people. You never know what you're going to find out when you talk to people. You never know what someone does, who they are, their interests, you never know until you start talking to people and you do it casually. You don't, you don't get like aggressive, like tell me these five criterias about yourself. You don't do shit like that. You just straight up, just talk to them. Be like, hi, my name's Scotty. What's yours? And then they're like, oh, my name's uh, Jeffrey. Hi, Jeffrey. Uh, I see you got a I see you got a, a, a an old Lego metallic uh, lunchbox from Legoland. He's like, oh yeah, I went to Legoland in 2002. And if they can't answer that question like I just did, maybe you shouldn't talk to them because there are some people that won't be able to have that conversation with you. There's some people that, you know, just probably going to be embarrassed, confused. They don't know why you're talking to them. And, and I'm not even joking. There have been plenty of people I've talked to once. I'm saying... Yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to talk to them again. Because you talk to them and you walk away like, I want to kill myself now. This guy can't even like say hello. You got to pry something out of this guy. So you don't want to talk to them anymore. This is, to me, I think this is good advice for some of you. Maybe, maybe you talk many, many times. 
and you don't listen at all. Maybe you talk way too much. Dial it back, man. Take away from today, 80% listening, 20% talking. I try to do this as much as I can to listen to people. Because when you listen to people, there's a certain trust that you put inside them that they have in you. And that's why some people that I've never asked for personal information, they'll call me, they'll text me, they'll see me, and they'll tell me stuff that I didn't even ask for. Personal information. Because they view you as trustworthy and reliable because you don't interrupt, you listen. Sometimes maybe you give good feedback, maybe you give advice. And this is something that honestly you probably should never do. Don't give out advice to people if they're not asking you for it. Like if they're telling you a problem and they don't ask for advice, don't give it to them. Because really that means like you're trying to show superiority over their problem and you're acting like you know the answer, but they're not coming to you asking for advice or for answers. They want someone that they can talk to because when you talk about something, you feel better. It's called therapy. You don't need a therapist for it. You need a good, reliable friend that listens. And when the person says like, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Then you give it to them. But otherwise, listen, man. You got to listen to people. If you start doing 80% listening, 20% talking, I guarantee you, some of your relationships are going to change in the slightest, and some of them are going to change pretty gradually. I'm not going to lie. It's worked for me since like 2017. And, you know, I, I'm not afraid to talk to people. That's why I was such a great host when I worked at Red Robin. People walk in. I do a quick, I do like a quick glance. I'm like, are they happy? Are they mad? Do they have kids? You know, just like simple shit like that. They don't train you to do this. They want you to do the generic hello, welcome to Red Robin greeting. You're not here to do that shit. Okay? You're not here to do that. This isn't McDonald's. This is Red Robin. It's, it's not a fast food chain with millions and millions of restaurants every block. When someone comes in, if I read them, just by a glance, I'm not saying read like, you know, I see the future, but like, you get a quick glance, you see like, are they smiling or are they frowning? If they're smiling, get cheerful, be like, hello. And if they're not really smiling and they look like they want to hurt someone, be like, hello, how can I help you today? You know, you're like straightforward with them. That, that's like a secret. That was my secret to success. That's why I was I was like highly favored. I think when I was when I was a uh, host, and it translates. You know, I was very good at at making conversation out of nowhere with people, especially on weekends when we had like a lot of people waiting on a wait list. This was back before COVID. Still, I was great at talking to people on the fly. Just you know, it makes time go by for them. It made time go by for me. I'll, I'm getting paid to talk to people. That's all I'm doing. And I was so good at it. I, I, I still am. I just don't get paid for it right now. But you get paid to talk with people. To help make time go by a little. So, the criteria of being able to have good etiquette and conversation, I think, has gone missing. And, you know, if you want to make the change, and maybe you are someone that interrupts other people, just think about, you know, these small little changes. And it's not going to happen right away. If you bite your tongue, you might be able to do this pretty well. But let people talk. Let them finish their sentence. Let them finish their conversation. 
you don't always have to give your personal opinion on something, especially when they don't ask. When someone tells me something, you know, it's really politically charged, I'll give my opinion. But if they ask, I might say it. It's just the way it is. It's to me, it's something that's very necessary. Being able to listen more than the talk more. I personally believe, you know, if, if you can listen, if you can be patient, you're going to do pretty good with having conversation with people. You're going to make some great friends. People are going to think, wow, this guy really cares if you do something like that. That's what I want to talk with you about today. It's, uh, I noticed especially this week, because I've seen a lot of people in person. I mean, they don't even listen to me finish like my sentence. Or like they don't respond to what I ask and they go to like something else. I'm like, all right, well, clearly this person did not listen. So I just want to pass that along. Maybe you need to hear it. Maybe you didn't. You got a little bit of motivation this morning. Go back, pull something good. Pull something good from one of your successes that you've recently had. Help that, let that motivate you a little more. Get through this Friday to start next Monday with a bang. To do something like that. You're going to be fine promise you you're gonna be fine don't do draft kinks because i don't know how one dollar turns into a hundred don't go drinking as much as that one kid did at that university i mean that really is just a crazy crazy story to me kid was 19 i mean he's young you'd think like you know a younger body like that would be able to handle it that's just a crazy story but be good to yourselves i mean it's it's supposed to be a nice weekend up here i think at least so Get outside. I mean, it, it's sunny. Spring's coming. Baseball's coming back. The The Pirates just announced they're going to have 20% fan capacity this season. So baseball's going to be a little more normal-ish. The Penguins, I don't follow hockey that much, but the Penguins are allowing fans back in for games right now. Stuff like that, man. I mean, we're starting to come back to normal. But the one thing I want to end on here, and this is just crazy to me. Texas. Um, I don't know if it was the governor maybe and i know his name's uh greg abbott is that his name greg abbott i think it's greg abbott i think he's the mayor the dude is lifting the mask mandate on the entire state i think this weekend or start of next week no masks you can go into a place without a mask on yeah no no limit on how many people can be in a place at one time texas just like lifted it you know like they were a popsicle like two weeks ago and now they're just lifting the mask mandate some people don't even have power yet back in texas like yeah go kiss on each other in the bars and the clubs and everything that's some crazy stuff and there's this interesting argument that some people are saying i've been on twitter all week i've i've i think i'm making a big switch over to twitter now to be honest i'm enjoying being on twitter right now people have some interesting conversations when you go through uh comments of tweets and it's an interesting point that's being brought up it's like well if you don't feel comfortable going outside without a mask on don't wear a mask or don't wear a mask sorry don't go outside and i was like well that's a fair point but it's also really surprising you know that it gets lifted this early like yeah it's been a year but like you know we I thought at least, you know, half of America would get these vaccines before before this thing would happen. Another weird story I heard last night on the news. Johnson & Johnson, if you haven't known yet, 
They're coming out with a one-shot vaccine. Doesn't have to be two. It's a one-shot vaccine. Here in Pittsburgh, the Archdiocese here in Pittsburgh said not to get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine if possible because what's in that vaccine to make it one shot is uh, something with uh, fetuses, something that does abortions. Something's either in there that comes from a fetus or something that's uh, that kills a fetus for abortions. And the Vatican's already come out and said, no, I mean, we... You, sh you should be fine to still take this. But the archdiocese here in Pittsburgh is like, no, you can't take it. And now it's like, well, you know, if you balance the morals here, like, you know, do you take this one shot or do you take the two shot? Yeah, it's just a weird little side note. I'm not trying to get sidetracked, but that's a weird side note. Getting back to uh, Texas, though, that's an interesting conversation. You know, if you don't feel comfortable being out with no one wearing a mask, then stay inside. But you see like these huge campaigns, big businesses, big companies made these giant campaigns. Wear masks, slow the spread, social distancing, wash your hands. I mean, you, you see this stuff everywhere. But now this, this is an interesting conversation piece that I think is going to come out. You know, and, and who's not to say that more places are going to do it. I don't think Florida is really that hard on a mask mandate. I think it, I think they lifted it a long time ago, to be honest. There's a guy on YouTube I watched down in Florida. He goes in like Walmart and stuff. Only workers wear masks. People that go in don't have to. And so I'm wondering, like, is this the change that's about to happen? Now, with vaccines, I mean, maybe that'd be, you know, smiled upon. But I mean, right now, I think it's a little frowned upon. But it's making an interesting conversation piece right now. What is exactly going to happen in the way, you know, when these vaccines get distributed and everything, what kind of change are we going to see? One of the ones I always think of, you know, if we look at the baseball season about to start, and again, I am just like driven on baseball. That's why I think I'm on Twitter so much because the Rockies and the Pirates put a lot of stuff on Twitter right now. Like if the season starts 20% capacity here at PNC Park, what's it going to look like in the summertime? Is it going to get raised to like, I don't know, like 30, 40, 50? And by the end, are we going to be at like 60 or 70? Like what kind of, what kind of change are we going to see? President Biden was saying something about, you know, all adults, I think he said over 35 should have vaccines in their arms come May at the pace they're on right now. And so I'm thinking, what well, does that mean? There's going to be a change and how many people are allowed at baseball games, you know? outdoors open you know there's there's no cap like in like in a hockey rink a basketball arena you know stuff like that something really interesting that interesting little side notes here very interesting little side notes right now also something that was really unique and i actually i actually thought about this when i saw it a few days ago point park the water level riz above where the fountain is and um a few streets that are right by some of the rivers, the water level got so high when it rained. And it was so weird because there was flooding and the sidewalk was underwater where Chrissy and I walked my first week back here. I was like, wow, that's weird. You know, like a few weeks ago, we walked on that. Now it's underwater. I didn't know it was like that big of a thing. I only, I didn't think that the rivers flooded that much, but with snow and every like additional water and stuff. I'm like, wow, that's actually kind of, it's actually kind of cool. But that's it. That's it for the 
That's it for this podcast morning show on this Friday, March 5th. Make sure you get out this weekend and um, yeah, we'll uh, see you next time.